Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Shut the Funk Up podcast. I am the well-fed boy, and guess what? You stuck with me again. That's right. It's me again. Jay Lit the Kid. I don't even know where he's at anymore. Guy doesn't pick up his phone. He doesn't return his text. He's absolutely MIA. No one knows where he's at. He's in full-blown new parent mode, probably hiding in the closet. Who knows? Just trying to deal with life and his decisions. But so we're going round two here again. Solo dolo with the big boy here. Um, I had so much damn fun last time. I'm doing it again. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. To be actually, to be completely honest, um, I like this challenge that I'm uh, issuing upon myself with um, with with going solo here on the pod, uh, just because creative challenges like this, I I'm always up for them. I like to uh, see how well I can do, see how much I fail. Um, but uh, yeah, that yeah. So we're going solo again here on episode 108 uh, of the podcast. Um, I hope everybody's doing well out there. Um, thank you for the positive feedback on the last episode of riding solo. Uh, you know, my, my new kids on the block, my, my little army, they, they're riding my little army of rider dies. They, they knew the challenge. They knew what their, uh, their, their faithful captain was going through. And I appreciate the positive support. Now, you other little traitor fucks out there that uh, wanted to give your two cents and stuff, listen, go write that uh, on the little suggestion box, and you know where that suggestion box is at. It's right, it's the trash can right next to the door on the way out. So yeah, just pop it in there, and we'll get to all your little uh, inquiries and whatnot. But yeah, we're um, let's get into the episode here. Um, I have to do a quick janitor's closet here because you know why when when I record these these episodes we record um uh, usually on Tuesdays sometimes on Monday but usually on a Tuesday and uh, producer Mike uh, likes to get them out either Tuesday night but or Wednesday and I have to say on the last episode I had gone out on a little rant about people's cars uh, down here in South Florida getting flooded and whatnot and go to and to go to park them on higher ground not even knowing and I don't and and and, and I don't and I don't really I'm not gonna take too much blame for this because honestly I don't think a lot of people knew about the really the weather we were about to get just two days after I made that little uh, that little rant because man did we get hammered with rain. Good God, um, it was pretty touch and go. A lot of people's uh, businesses, um, uh, you know, houses and whatnot, really got fucked up. It actually is super sad for I mean people's lively livelihoods and just everything that they built is, is just is just crushed. Um, it really is sad, but I was not 
trying to uh, be that guy. I had no idea that like after my doing my rant 48 hours later that an absolute, you know, Noah's Ark of a flood was 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 on its way to South Florida. So um, sorry about that. I know uh, I know a couple friends uh, uh, reached out and, and and said, "Yo, that was messed up." But I didn't know. I listen. I wouldn't have done it. You know, it's a, it's. I wouldn't say it's a it's an Alex's loud wrong segment, but maybe it could be a new segment called uh, Alex puts his foot in his mouth. You know, maybe we'll maybe that's a new one we can uh, we can start off because your boy uh, for the most part uh, pops off. Uh, he, he's, he's definitely, uh, he's definitely a talk first, think, think last type of guy. He doesn't think first. Uh, that's just how I live my life. It's, it's easier that way for me. And it's a little bit more fun for me that way. But if you did get your, uh, your shit pushed in by mother nature, uh, really, really sorry about that. Um, uh, we, I did talk to, I was good here with the, the wax museum was fine. But I did, I did talk to Jordan. Uh, it got, it got a little hairy for him there. But he said he was a few inches away from water, you know, seeping into the house. But he lucked out, so he and the baby and Mama are all good. Uh, my parents actually got hit pretty good there. They actually, uh, we had, they had some, some pretty good flooding in the front room. We got to uh, go over there, me and uh, uh, Big Toe Benny. We got to go over there and do some painting and whatnot. Shout out to, uh, actually, I want to give a shout out to Restoration Maintenance, um, Ian Haywood, you blow me. Uh, I mean, I don't even know if this guy's even a listener anymore. I hardly ever hear from him. But that's probably because he's super busy running his mold and water company which is pro which he's just doing 24 7 work right now so shout out to ian want to thank him for popping over to my parents place and getting it done and uh getting all the machines and drying it out over there and uh hopefully doing a pro bono okay i mean i'm not we're not paying you shit bud okay all the stuff that you and i've been through all the things that i've done for you listen Listen, we're not paying you, okay? Come over, drop, tell us where it's at. We'll cut the mold out. Let me borrow some machines and then like come back in a couple weeks and I'll, uh, or you know what? I'll drop off the equipment to you just as long as you ain't dropping off a bill to me. So shout out to Ian and Restoration Maintenance if you do live down in South Florida and uh, you need, you got some mold or you got some serious water damage and stuff. And everybody you're calling um, is booked up or doesn't have time for you. Uh, I do urge you to hit up Restoration Maintenance and uh, just name drop me. Name drop uh, Shut the Funk Up Podcast. Name drop Alex and the boys and they'll know exactly who the fuck you're talking about. And I like to think I got some good pull. You know, I like to think that I still got a little... You know, a little uh, little pull with 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 the boy. So yeah, name drop us, and maybe they'll move you to the front of the line. If not, they'll definitely take care of you either way. They do a good job over there. So I appreciate 
Ian and restoration maintenance and, and all and all the stuff that they did for me. Um, but let's get into what what I learned this week. Um, uh, I don't know how many s- sport guys have a. You know, this is a music podcast for the most part. Um, but it's also you know we do current events. You know we do you know popular topics. And, um, uh, you know, this year in football, this last season, we had that guy that went down in the field, needed CPR, like, you know, almost died on the field pretty much. His heart stopped and went into cardiac arrest. Um, his name was DeMar Ham when he paid for the Buffalo Bills. But what I learned this week was, guess what, guys? Guess what? Football rules the world, dude. He's cleared to play. Doctors cleared him, and he's cleared to play football again. You know, he's coming back, which I think is absolutely hilarious. Um, I'm not a doctor by all means. Doctor Nasty, call in or or or, or uh, let us know um, if if that's a good idea or a bad idea, or if you would recommend that uh, that diagnosis, if you will. Uh, but I think it's just hugely funny that the guys. Cleared to play, obviously, I, I literally just saw it today. So just because it's cleared to play doesn't mean he's going to play. But I can tell you, if that guy is out on the field for spring training, um, I think the Buffalo Bills coaching staff and the NFL as a whole need to do some serious soul searching. I See, that's the weird part about this whole thing is like, the guy wants to come back, you know, he's cleared to play by doctors, so he should be allowed to play, right? Like, who are we or anyone else to say you can't play, but also at the same time, dude, like, maybe um, maybe let's pivot into running a skills, uh, a skills camp, some type of off-season, you know, defensive cornerback camp i don't know maybe get into coaching you know I, I bet you know i bet if you go knock on the door of the bills right now and say hey yo let me be you know the defensive wideouts coach uh i'm sure they're not gonna turn you down that would be that would be an ugly pr move for them but yeah he's cleared to play so i'm very interested to see if he comes back and actually plays because i know the uh, nfl will be like, God damn it. Um, but if he does end up coming back and playing, you know, good for him, man. Go go get that starting job and get back out there and we'll all we'll all stand up and give you a standing ovation and grown men will cry, I'm sure, because uh football runs this goddamn country. So yeah, that's what I learned this week. Football runs this goddamn country. Um but I wanted to go into, uh, we had Coachella last week and the first weekend of Coachella. Um, oh, let me get a little sippy sippy of water here. That's the one thing about, I learned this, these, doing this thing on your own, you're doing like so much talking. I'm like, I'm, I'm like cotton faced like every like two minutes. I, I, I need like, I need maybe, maybe next time. If I if I do this if I do it solo again next week, I'll just do the whole podcast with like a camel pack on, you know, like one of those camel backs on. I wear the camel packs, I think they're called. 
yeah, just like have that, strap it in, put some ice cold, like, you know, Kool-Aid or something in there, some red juice. And just fill that bad boy up and just have it right next to, like, the lippers here. So I can just, like, continually to hit it because um, I, I get quite parched here on the mic, you know? The solo dolo, uh, solo dolo well-fed boy gets a little parchy parched. Um, but, yeah, last week was Coachella, the first weekend of Coachella. And it's Coachella's, you know, is pretty much the biggest probably concert they do here in, in the United States. And it's a, it's a, I think it's the same, if I'm not, I think it's the same lineup just does two weekends. Uh, but they had some mishaps, man. They had some big boners. Uh, I was reading about some serious technical difficulties. Um, they weren't, I didn't see any of them. I, I had to go to, oh, that's another thing too. Uh, I, I'm I'm sorry, I'm a little all, all over the place here. But a shout out to Brian Robertson and his lovely wife, uh, Cam, Cameron Robinson, Robertson now. Um, uh, congratulations, went to their wedding this weekend over in uh, Anna Maria Island on the west coast of Florida. Absolutely beautiful. Good God, it was like a little mini vacation it was it was really nice it was a beautiful wedding so much fun to see the old jacksonville crew all the uh phil and cody and all the homies oh my god there's people i i was it was people that i forgot about you know allison and kira and oh my it's you know chris jones i mean i mean it was and then and our boy nick fresh was djing you know how i do i take care of my people got nick fresh in there on the on the ones and twos for the wedding so you know the music was right uh but yeah food and stuff was excellent uh it was beautiful it was on the beach it was great to see everyone but uh it was hilarious when Brian and is and I think I told Brian this tonight of I got a little turnt, but uh um he they announced him and his wife to come out and do the first dance and they're doing the first dance and it's all cute and quiet and I shit you not, no pun intended, our whole table just it's absolutely plastered. What was with what we thought was rain, and everyone looks down. There's, there's just uh, seagull shit all over us. It was hilarious. Just, just our table. The seagulls got us good. I didn't get it too bad because I uh, made an audible, thank God, and sat at the end of the table because you know I'm a big boy, so I can't. I don't, you know, I don't fit right in normal like you know sir, seating circumstances. You know what I mean, like. You guys, you know, you walk around life and your normal seating circumstances, you they're fine for you. But like me, airplanes, you know, sitting at like in a in at a you know a concert, like you know at a baseball game, weddings, just formal atmospheres. You know, if I have to go to a workshop and sit through a four hour like you know presentation or something, at at that you know, it's it's very uncomfortable for Alex because. It's, I, I need more room, you know, the, my vicinity is a little wider than most. So I made the move to go to the end of the table and everyone else got really shit on. So that was really fucking funny. Uh, just in the middle of just an absolutely beautiful moment. Everybody 
is just up in arms. I mean, shit in the hair. Girls got all over their dresses. Everyone's laughing. It's so freaking funny. Uh, but yeah, great wedding. Shout out to the Robertsons. Congratulations. Um, but, uh, well, where, oh yeah. So Coachella back to Coachella. Sorry about that. Uh, so Coachella, there was some mishaps. There was some, there, there was some audio, uh, droppings, uh, again, no pun intended. And, but, uh, I, I didn't see any from what I was able to watch on Sunday. If you guys are interested in watching some of, uh, Coachella, they don't live stream the whole entire festival, but they do release uh, for every single day. And I think it's just, I th is it? No, it's Friday. Yeah, no, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So you can look at the schedule. There is a YouTube uh, live stream where they'll show you like three to four acts each day. And... Um, uh, it's over on the West Coast, so be wary of those times. But yeah, you can you can watch some of the acts online. But I, I didn't see anything online. I mean, why would they broadcast anybody dropping out audio or technical issues? But yeah, they had some technical mishaps. I know a lot of people may might have already saw, but the the price of things at Coachella is absolutely hilarious. It is absolutely hilarious. I saw one person online. They got two coffees and two burritos. That, that's what they were. They were there. They got there was two young ladies. They got two uh, you know, nicely sized burritos and two iced coffees. Uh looked like, you know, they were, you know, a medium, maybe, or something. And there was sixty-four dollars for two burritos and two iced coffees. And it's it's outrageous. These these prices of food and gas in this country is just getting. I don't know, man. I don't know if anyone else is feeling. I know it's something that we always bitch about. It's easy to bitch about, but it feels like it's it's been it's like ramped up in the last like month or so of just everything. Have you noticed that like wherever you go, just shit is just so expensive now like i mean i don't know maybe maybe it's just uh me being being a cheap asshole but yeah 64 dollars for two burritos and two uh iced uh iced coffees and it's for the price of a coachella ticket which it's literally like 400 dollars. maybe actually it's honestly it's probably more it's probably more if I, I wish I actually had the the price because I actually wouldn't be surprised if it was actually about six hundred dollars because that actually makes a little bit more sense uh, just compared to, you know, going to see, you know, just one artist. Right. I mean, I think when we went to all uh, the gorillas, it was, you know, one hundred and twenty bucks for that ticket. So, yeah, it, but. So it's 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 one of those things it's like where do I feel bad for the person that can afford cuz if you can afford the Coachella ticket guess what bubs guess what my babies you can afford two burritos and two iced coffees too so like maybe maybe we don't maybe we don't really feel bad for it maybe we don't want to hear it you know what i'm saying cuz you cuz cuz you you already bought the $600 ticket so you knew hot dogs were going to be 25 bucks 
So that was that was funny to see that that that, that just those prices alone look like, like an absolute nightmare. Uh, that's something I would be so because imagine if that's how much burritos and iced coffees are, bro. Imagine how much like beers are. Imagine if you were like, yo, I want a fucking what are the what are, what do the people get the Tito's and soda with a lime? Oh my god, it's probably like, I mean, who knows? Who it's who knows? It's probably so much money, and so if they got uh, just crazy prices out there at Coachella and then um they've got the scheduling's all off like people are starting super late and that's a huge pet peeve of mine I can't stand uh when I when I used I don't really go to the festival I, honestly I don't go to festivals anymore that's just not the way that I want to consume my live music anymore when I want to con- consume my 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 live music and the artists that i want that i go to, to see i prefer them in a smaller or at least in definitely an inside uh more intimate setting just so because it's sad to me it just sounds better and i'm really all about the audio part of of the musical experience because guess what it's music yes um but the uh the uh the the when I did go to festivals, I always couldn't stand because you 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 get the itinerary out and you get your whole day planned. You're like, all right, I'm gonna go see these people, and then at twelve fifteen we're gonna go over here, and you get the whole day planned out. And whenever if someone shows up late, if an artist shows up late, or if there's like technical difficulties or something, it throws the whole shits off. And because if most people don't know, if you've never been to a festival, the the stages aren't next to each other. Like you can't have like, you know, the stages next to each other for obvious reasons. Like the sound's gonna bleed into the like into the other person's crowd, and you're gonna in in the middle of someone's song, or usually at the end of the song, you'll be able to hear someone next door to you like their set going. So it sucks. So usually like the stages are really far far apart for that reason, and it, it you know to get from stage to stage it takes forever. So. I heard the lineups are all fucked up and everyone's like going on late. Frank Ocean, who was supposed to close out day three. Uh, I mean, Frank Ocean, I was, who I love, 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 hasn't performed since I think 2017. He hasn't hasn't done uh, any live stuff. So it's been like a long time waiting. He was closing out the the third night of the first of the first weekend and they had to cut his shit short because of curfew and that sucks, man. Woo, I would be so heated. They weren't selling merch. So there's a lot of disasters. So so basically what I'm getting at is hopefully, hopefully my peoples out there, my babies, hopefully you bought tickets to the second weekend, okay? And not the first one because the first one <laughs> looks like they had some kinks they had to work through. Uh, and then they'll probably get them all worked out and the Frank Ocean this weekend on Sunday is probably going to go magnificent uh, and everyone will be so pissed about it because you know, and you know, they ain't giving no goddamn refunds, you know? So yeah, just a quick, uh, you know, PSA. If you're going to Coachella this weekend, make sure you smuggle in some Starbucks coffee, smuggle in, you know, a couple of those little, Little small uh, bottles of of liquor. I mean, I call them 
I you know I I call them nippers, but I think that that word got uh, canceled now uh, this year uh, for obvious reasons because it um uh you could that's I think that's a slang or a derogatory term for an Asian person. But again, you know, we live in a world where you uh, you, you got to keep people's uh, keep their feelings in check. So if somebody doesn't like that, that we're referring to the little bottle little bottles as something that is an Asian hate word, I guess we got to throw it out. So I'm up for suggestions because I know there's another there's got to be another name for like those little small bottles that you know you can bring on planes. I, I don't actually know if you can bring them on planes anymore, but if you do know, please. DM or text into the pod um, or let me know if you have my number because I need a new word for those little botters, bottles because I don't want to be walking around uh, pissing people off because I already do that already. So if I can at least find little subtle ways to try and dodge those things, uh, it would be much appreciated. Um, yeah, so so bring the little bottle of liquors in, bring some Starbucks in and see maybe... Maybe you could smuggle in like, you know, a six inch subway sub or something. I don't know. Like, because you got to get ready for uh, for the price gouging that's happening at uh, inside and outside of Coachella, baby. Uh, yeah, we're at a, like we have a huge gas thing going on down here in South Florida, too, because uh, all the flooding, none of the none of the petroleum, none of the oil could come in from the. From the ports so all the gas stations are like running out of gas and conveniently because they're allowed to they're 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 hiking the prices up you know because that's exactly what you're allowed to do when the when there's a gas shortage because of a natural disaster we we definitely want to fuck the people so appreciate that uh Dade in Broward County. That's that's been really nice. Um, a couple uh, other things I want to. I have some. I have good news actually out there for um, my '90s rock and grunge fans. I just saw today that Soundgarden and more specifically. The estate of of Chris Cornell, uh, they have come to an agreement in the courts and whatnot because apparently, not only Chris Cornell himself solo was working on some music and stuff before he uh, passed away, but he was the he Soundgarden was doing some stuff too and, and some recordings, and with the tragedy of his death, all that stuff kind of went into limbo. And but they have um, found uh, made an agreement and figured it out, and the two parties uh, have agreed to start releasing or working on releasing some of his stuff. So uh, we are going to get some new uh, solo Chris Cornell stuff and uh, some new Soundgarden stuff too. So that is uh, that's kind of exciting, and we're we're happy that we're happy to see that. We always hate you, you know you always hate to see those legal battles happening after somebody passes and they're not they're not there to do what they wanted to do, which was probably release uh, their music. So that's really good news. I know Steve Ardu Arduini is happy to hear about that. Uh, so we got some some new music coming out from Soundgarden and Chris Cornell. And I also 
wanted to go over. I saw a little funny. Um, so if you remember, again, see, this is when I need the cam. I need. To, I'm. I'm have to do that camel pack thing and 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 get get the Kool Aid going because, yeah, I'm just getting parched after parched after parched. Excuse me. Oh yeah, I'm drinking uh, ice cold water out of a mate. There's nothing better than drinking. Doesn't even matter what the liquid is in there, but it's got to be ice cold out of a mason jar, dude. God, I I just things out of a like like a lemonade. Don't even get me started like on on like a peach tea, like a peach tea and ice cold peach tea out of a mason jar. Jesus Christ. Okay. Back to this little funny um, uh, news that I saw that weirdly has ties and connections to music. But do you remember the, I think it was either a senator or a governor, I can never, uh, or, or a representative, I think it was a, maybe a representative um, from Florida, the George Santos guy, the one that was getting caught up in all the lies and shit, and he was just like, I'm gay, I'm... I'm Jewish, I'm black, I'm white, I'm, you know, I just started, sp I love guns, I hate, he just was hitting like all the hot topic button issues, and then like everyone was just like, bro, you're not any of this stuff, yeah, that guy, he's still there, he's still, he's still balling out, as you, as you know, we don't get rid of those type of people, we like to keep them in the pool, um, but he is, uh, right now, I think he just, uh, um, proposed a bill, to the New York, you know, governance, whatever you want to call it. And it's called the Menage Act. And yes, there's only one Menage that we know about, and it's Nicki Minaj, <laughs> the female rapper. And if you remember back in the COVID days, when they were doing the vaccines and stuff, she had a brother uh, who I think he was either like a brother or a cousin, maybe it was a cousin, some type of like, I mean, you know, a friend of a cousin or a friend of the brother, or maybe it was a second cousin or the cut that was living in like the Bahamas, I think it was. And he got the vaccine and remember he went impotent, like his dick stopped working. And or maybe maybe you just heard about the guy that who took the vaccine and his dick stopped working. And everybody was freaking out. And it was like, you know, the person was related to Nicki Minaj, which made it even funnier. Um and so he has proposed this bill or whatever you want to call it that's called the Minaj Act that basically allows uh, a little bit more time and a little bit more research to for uh, to do for for vaccines and stuff, uh, just so we they make sure you get it right and we're not just giving vaccines out to the public and people's dicks stop working. Um, but and I, I I'm not gonna get into the politics of it uh, because I'm just not well versed in if this guy's dick works now because i'm sure everyone's like well does this dick work now i mean that's probably the first question you want to know is like yo 
Is this guy's cock work? You know, like maybe maybe it wasn't the vaccine. We don't know. Those aren't questions. Those aren't hard hitting questions that I really need to get after. It's really just the name of the act, the Menage Act. I think out of all of the things that this this uh, this kook could have uh, could have named his precious bill. Uh, he named it the Menage Act, and it's just so goddamn funny to me. Uh, just the the headline grabbing things that uh, people do because it it's really he, he you know he was like well I'm a fan of Nicki Minaj's I I believe Nicki is from uh, New York as well so you got that too and then it's just also. One of those like nice little stories from the Pandy Wandy that you kind of forget about that people will be like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we should give a little bit more time to like do vaccines. Fucking Nicki Minaj's brother's dick doesn't work anymore because of it. So that shit was funny as hell. The Minaj Act. Stay tuned, New York. It's coming soon, baby. It's coming soon for you. Uh, but. I've got I've got some I've got some McDonald's talk that I've been wanting to get to uh but I'm going to save that for after the uh the Peacock uh in music this week. So let's just get right into the Peacock in music. I hope you guys actually like last week's Peacock in music was cool, Santi Gold. I I I had a really great number of you guys actually reach out and say how much you loved it most of you knew who she was and it, you you were telling me how it was a good uh you know not that you forgot about her but it was a good you went back and listened to her again and were, and were reminded of how, how much fun her music is so uh i'm glad you guys enjoyed that uh but this week's uh peacock in music is it's a really interesting one, man. This is one that, uh, you know, too bad uh, my co-host uh, is not here with me because I think he would really dig on this one. But, you know, if he's going to keep, uh, you know, um, you know, fucking up and, and not doing his fatherly duties and not being able to get away, you know, the show must the show must go on here. Okay, kiddies? The show must go on. So this week's... Peacock in music is Alexis Corner. Alexis Corner. This is a peacock that I have had on my list since day uno. He 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 gets no love. He was a behind the scenes guy. Um, he I mean he's known as he's he's known as the father of British blues. He was. He was there, uh, you know, right on right before anybody else was there. He's hugely, hugely, hugely influential in the British rock, more specifically the Brit, the blues uh, scene that would eventually kind of uh, you know roll into the British invasion stuff. This guy had a huge uh, footprint on all of that. Uh, Alexis Corner, April 19th, 1928. Uh, died January 1st, 1984. Uh, blues rock aficionado. Uh, born in Paris, France. 
This guy was um, right in the middle. He grew up really right in the middle of World War II. Uh, um, uh, a lot of, you know, when he started getting into music, uh, he, he moved all around Europe. He was born in Paris, but he, you know, lived in Luxembourg for a little bit and then in London and uh, just all over Europe, just kind of moving around because of the war mainly. And he, uh, to kind of escape, you know, what was going on. And there is even a passage in, in his book where he says, you know, there was, there were just German air raids happening, uh, all the time when I, when he was a young impressionable boy and really to get away from these, these loud sounds and these planes just constantly flying overhead, he got into music. He got into, um, you know, listening to the radio, really grabbing any type of music he could find just because that sound of music was way more better, well, way more better, terrible grammar, was better than the, you know, the war that was going on outside of his house, outside of his ears. So he would put the headphones on and listen to, uh, the one guy who we listened to that was really influential was a black pianist, uh, Jimmy Yancey. Um, and he really loved his records and that was who really got him into rhythm and blues and the, uh, the basis of, uh, of, of, of what would, what will become blues rock. Um, but in 1949, he, uh, joins, uh, the Chris Barber's jazz band. And in this jazz band, he links up with, uh, Cyril Davies and Cyril Davies, uh, if you don't know who that is, he is basically known as the first British guy to play, you know, blue, like har basically harmonica, but more specifically like blues harmonica. Cyril Davies is the first, it's, you know, on record, the first guy that started playing harmonica over in, uh, in England. And that friendship between Davies and, 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 and Alexis really blossomed and they ended up uh, opening up a really, really cool uh, concert hall and venue in 1955 called the London Blues and Barrel House Club. And this is important because this club was the first of its kind. It was the very first blues and rock venue in London, it was a home and a safe haven for artists that lived in, you know, in 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 Great Britain. They could come there. They could they could see other, uh, you know, young rock and roll talents. They could they could play there. But the big thing about the London Blues and Barrel House Club was uh, Lexus Corner and Cyril Davies actively uh, recruited tons of American blues artists over to play there because there was nowhere really to play in, uh, in, in, in England and in Europe for that matter, especially after the war. And just that, that, that type of music wasn't really prolific at the time. So they recruited a ton of, you know, the black blues uh, players from America over to play there, which had a huge influence on uh, all the music, like, you know, British musicians that were there. 
So that was that was like really huge for uh, starting that whole entire uh, blues rock movement over in uh, England. But uh, in 1961, Corner and Davies uh, ended up forming their own little band called the Blues Incorporated, and it was basically a band that was you know it was it was Cyril Davies and Alexis Corner. Uh, they were like, you know, the founding members, they were the backbone. And then they just kind of had, you know, because again, at this time, they're, the, the British blues scene is really still growing. People are still learning. Everyone's super young. So they kind of had a little revolving door of just artists coming in and out. And really, this, the uh, Corner and Cyril, Davi, uh, and Cyril Davies, and this Blues Incorporated, and just a lot of what Corner did too. They were kind of the precursors to even like the John John Mayall and the Blues Blues the Blues Breakers, and you know because the Blues Breakers we've done them before where they had a lot of who's who's going in there, but those who's who's were either already big or were just right on the precipice of being big, and they would go through like kind of the school of the Blues Breakers and then go off to do things, but. The Blues Incorporated, um, they had John Mayall in there. John Mayall was in there before he did his Blues Breaker stuff. Uh, they had Jack Bruce, who was the singer and uh, bassist for Cream. And they also had Ginger Baker, uh, was also uh, was in the Blues Incorporated too for a while. Jimmy Page stopped in for a little bit on the Blues Incorporated. Even Keith Richards uh, did some stuff uh, with the Blues Incorporated. So... Uh, they were definitely, uh, again, why he's known as the father of British blues is because he's just really, you know, the far, he's got the green thumb. He's the farmer that's just growing these, uh, amazing, you know, flowers that will, that will go on to become absolute Titans in, in, in their own right in, in the musical industry. Um, but uh, I think we discussed this before when uh, a couple Peacocks, when uh, whatever episode when we did the, the band Free, I think I mentioned Alexis Corner in there and kind of teased him as being a you know a Peacock of the future. Here it is for you people. I'm not a liar, okay? I don't I don't lie to you. I'll always be truthful to you. Um, but yeah, he had um, he was instrumental in helping form the band Free. Uh, getting all of those guys and those musicians together and also kind of uh, naming them. He, uh, he had another band, I believe it was called Free in Love. And when he helped form, and when he put these musicians together, he, uh, he, he, wanted, to, he wanted to still kind of keep that band name going. So that's how Free got their name from Alexis Corner. But uh, one of the other really cool things that Alexis Corner did that uh, a lot of you may not know, and it's, this could be the cool little nugget for you that you can go blow people's minds uh, with, is he was the guy. He kind of discovered um, uh, Robert Plant. You know, I, I he was the one. He was jamming with Robert Plant, and they were going to make an album together before Robert Plant was really – no one really knew who he was. And – like I had mentioned before, Jimmy Page knew him and Alexis uh, kind of already have a a uh, a relationship because of the Blues Incorporated uh, band and stuff. 
So Jimmy was leaving the Yardbirds, and he was looking to, at the time, form a band called the New Yardbirds, but they would eventually become Led Zeppelin, as we know. Uh, he was looking for a, a lead singer, and uh, he had heard about you know Alexis and this guy were jamming, and he went over and... He uh, politely stole Robert Plant from Lex's corner, and uh, you know the rest is history. But there are a couple songs that they did. Uh, Robert Plant and Alexis Corner did actually cut, and one of them was "Steal Away," and the other one I believe was called "Operator" or "Operate." I think it was called "Operator," and I was able to find "Steal Away," so I added that one. To the Peacocks in Music playlist on Spotify. So if you want to check out any of the Blues Incorporated stuff, or if you want to listen to some early Robert Plant, uh, you can go on to the playlist on Spotify called Peacocks in Music and check it out on there. I'll add I'll add all the songs on there for you, like I always do with all the Peacocks. Um, but again, he, uh, you know, he in the seventies he was really just forming. Uh, little mini super bands or, or or doing super sessions. You know, he would link up with BB King and a bunch of other crazy artists, and they would do they would do they would do like crazy super sessions in the studio and cut live albums. He uh, he hooked up with the guys from King Crimson, um, and 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 created a band like a little mini super band called Snape. Um, you know, did some stuff in there with that. He did a really cool, uh, uh, a really cool like little mini like band, a little moment in time with Steve Marriott, who uh, was the lead singer for um, the Small Faces, and, and and Peter Frampton and Keith Richards and Alexis Corner, and they all uh, they did super sessions and stuff together. Called the band was called Get Off My Cloud, but. It never, they never really recorded, you know, you know, an album and stuff. And it's kind of where Keith Richards and, and the Rolling Stones kind of gleam that album and that song, Get Off My Cloud, kind of comes from those sessions that he that he was doing with uh, the other guys and in Alexis Corner. So again, just guys just really manipulating and uh, having his hands in tons of like little crazy cool pockets of of British rock and roll. Um, this is that's in the 70s, but in the 80s he um, he uh, or the end of the 70s and early 80s he gets into a, like a pretty prolific broadcasting career uh, is really becoming like an English blues ambassador you know for, on the radio and showing the young kids, uh, you know, rock, rock and roll. You know, and 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 educating people on uh, the origins of of British and American blues. But he does one last little super group because he's just. I mean, he's just the guy. He's just the guy in the scene that everybody knows. And um, he creates one more super group called the Rocket Eighty Eight. Um, and this is. Uh, pretty astonishing uh, who's who of people, but he's got uh, Ian Stewart on keys from uh, from uh, King Crimson. He's got Charlie Watts, or I'm sorry, Ian Stewart was the keyboard player for the Rolling Stones. He's a fountain. I'm, I'm sorry, I totally 
butchered that. I was thinking of the other guy for King Crimson. Uh, Ian Stewart is the is the, is the he's the founding co-founding member of the Rolling Stones. Him and Brian Jones really are the ones that started uh, the Rolling Stones. So he he had Ian Stewart on the keys. Uh, he had Charlie Watts, who was the drummer for the Rolling Stones, on the drums. He had Jack Bruce on bass, who was like I said before, was the bassist for Cream. And then he was on guitar, and then they had a whole horn section, and they were called Rocket 88. Really, really cool stuff. Really awesome music. Again, I added that stuff to the Peacocks and Music playlist. Um, so that supergroup was really. I actually didn't know that. You know, those those are like the little little nuggets and stuff that like when I do these, I find out and I truly, truly love. So that was really cool. Um, but yes, like I said, he ended up dying June uh, or January first. New Year's Day, 1985, did I say? 84, 1984. Um, he died of lung cancer at the age of 55 in London, in London, England. So that is your Peacocks in Music this week. Um, again, it was one I've had since day uno, day one, that I've been wanting to show you guys. And um, just a really... Really interesting behind the scenes dude that you need to know if you want to be a crazy music psychopath like myself. <laughs> um, but before we uh, before we end this magical episode here, uh, 108, I wanted to talk uh, some Mickey D's with you. Let me hit my camel pack real quick. Um. Uh. Yeah, so I got some Mickey D's news for you. One of them I've been holding on for weeks now because I've been wanting to tell uh, my buddy Jordan, but he's just not around, and I'll ask him when he comes back. But I've got I've got breaking news. I've got I've got breaking news here. I've I I I, I I've got a secret. I've got like I've got a I got a secret I've been I've been keeping from you, um, and I need to get it out. I need to let the people know I did a thing. I did a thing, um, and that thing is, I in my I'm 35 years old. I Alex have tried the fish fillet. The fish o fillet or whatever the hell it's called from McDonald's. I did it. I did it, baby. I know, right? What took so long? Am I right? There now. I know is I can just hear half of you out there are going, "What a disgusting fuck!" And then I can also hear the other half out there going, "At a boy, welcome, congratulations." Thank you. I want to say to that to that other half. Um, I uh, I don't know what prompted it. Honestly, I I I think I've mentioned a few times on this podcast how I've pretty much I've cut out a lot of red meat from my diet. I I only have one cheat meal a week now with the red meat, and it usually goes to some type of. Uh, cheese hamburger, cheeseburger from some from some magnificent place, or like a steak, or a cheese steak, or something like that. Um, and I do that. I do that like one one meal a week now. Everything else is pretty much 
uh, chicken and fish and veggies and whatnot. So I don't do – it's been great because I don't really do the, 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 the fast food thing anymore. Um, too much, and when I do, it's it's I, I'm getting I'm getting fish fillet of fishes apparently, um fillet of fish. What did I say fish o fillet? Yeah, I think it's fillet of fish. Um, but yeah, so I, I I was just I rolled into McDonald's and I was just starving, but I know I, I'm not gonna use my cheat meal on like one of their shitty burgers or some shit, and I don't like uh I don't like their chicken and their their whatever. It's all pretty much disgusting there for the most part um so i was like fuck it man i'll do the fish i can do fit i'll do the fish like and if i don't like it i got a large fry so if i don't like it i was like i'll just eat like these like salty ass fucking fries and just like call it a day i was in a rush i think i had to go back to a meeting or something and i have to say this uh filet of fish sandwich absolutely fucking kicked me in the dick dude it was so fucking good. And you guys know the, the 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 listeners that haunt the Shut the Funk Up podcast, they know we're a podcast of of uh of fish fingers here or, or fish sticks. We like our fish sticks here. We like our fish dicks. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a motherfucking gay fish, okay? And South South Park reference for most if everyone you people that out there that don't get it. But yeah, we I think we've eaten uh uh f- fish sticks live on air here. We like our fish sticks extra tartar. And I just have to say, I don't know if Jordan's tried it, but uh, when we when I when he does come on here after he's out of timeout, I'm going to talk to him about it and I'm going to urge him cuz this this filet of fish was amazing. I don't know if I caught McDonald's on a good day or whatever it was, but I mean, Dick was blown off by this. Dick was blown off. It was it it, it moved my monkey from like from one end, one end, end of the zoo to the other end of the zoo, um, and I, I see what all the hubbub's about now. You know, I used to be, I used to be, I actually have to admit, I used to be the guy that you say like, "Yo, fish fillet, that's disgusting as fuck." But I have to take that back. I mean, the slice of cheese on it. I mean, and I mean, I am not a cheese on fish guy at all. I'm actually a, a huge like against cheese on fish guy. Like if I go to your establishment and you have, uh, you know, fish tacos and cheese comes, comes, you know, there's like a mango salsa, uh, you know, a cilantro crema on there. And then if it says like, you know, shredded, shredded cheese on top, I always go no cheese, hold the cheese. I don't want cheese on my fish, but guess where I do want cheese on my fish people. Guess where I do want it on my filet of fish. On my filet of fish that has the perfect amount of tartar sauce and this nice little perfect little fucking buttery bun. I mean, the thing was was through the roof. I understand now why Trump, because I think that's his order is two, two filet of fishes. I think he gets two filet of fishes and like, you know, a large Coke and a large fry or a large Diet Coke or whatever. I get it now, dude. I, I, I'm with you on that shit. I may not be with you on other stuff, but I'm with you on this filet of fish business. So if any of you guys out there, um, want to join me in rocking the boat and live it on, live it on the edge, you know what I mean? And, uh, and you, and if you've never had a filet of fish or maybe you haven't had it in a, like a really long time, but especially if you've never had it, I challenge you and urge you 
to you know next time you need a quickie uh pop into mickey and grab a fishy you know what i'm saying you see what i did there because it really was uh that freaking good <laughs> it really was and uh, I, I i i i will be back i will be back to get another one it's just uh it's only when i'm like you know in a bind because i'm not really trying to pop over to mickey d's all the time but one last little thing is Mickey D's got a bunch of new stuff coming on their menu, uh, a bunch of like steak burgers. I mean, I think they're doing, um, I think they're, oh, they're getting new buns and stuff I heard. So I uh, almost dropped the uh, I, uh, iPad there. Uh, that's why I freaked out. But yeah, they got a bunch of new stuff coming over there at Mickey D's. So get ready to either be really pissed off or be pleasantly surprised. I'm sure... It'll be probably the former because uh, everything's so good. Again, I, I, when I when I went and got that fillet of fish, I think it was a fillet of fish and a large fry and a medium coke, and it was like fucking twelve, thirteen dollars or some shit. I was just like, damn, dude. Whatever happened to the days where like you got like you know two cheeseburgers, a fry, and a coke, and it was like eight bucks? I don't know, man. I guess I'm getting just old and cheap, but. Yeah, they're they're changing up their buns. I think they got state burgers and stuff that they're adding to it, and uh, new breakfast stuff too. I I don't know. Mickey's doing a whole thing. I think they're trying to. I think they're trying to make up for like the price, the prices that are going up. Or they're trying to give you some, maybe some, some something better quality. So we'll see. But go check out that damn fillet of fish, and I will see you next week, my beauties.